everyone, and welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast, also known as the Soaring Eagles of Freedom. Can we change our name? Or two. Oh. <laughs> change our name? Why? I want to change our name to the Marianne Williamson's Flying Unicorn that shoots rainbows out of its butt. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> That's a t- That URL would be way too long. All right. <laughs> Uh, for Tuesday, July 2nd, 2019, my name is Ray, and along with me are... I'm Karen. I'm Jared. Sorry. <laughs> this is Ian. <laughs> on this podcast, we talk about news, politics, and religious nonsense, and give our opinions on it from a secular point of view. If you'd like to join in live, you can sign up and become a patron of the show, and you can join us as we record on Discord... Or, if you can't do that, you can post to facebook.com slash profanearg, join the group, post in there. We will possibly mention what you post on the show. This week, we'll be talking about the democratic debates and some global warming problems. But first, uh, first, I just want to mention an article that I thought was interesting. There's an article on bigthink.com that is a short history of Satanism. A lot of facts in there, and if you have trouble with Church of Satan and the Satanic Temple and the differences, we've gone over it a few times. I don't really think we need to go over it again, but it's a good article. I, th- I thought it was worth reading. Um, the one thing that, uh, that they did mention with the Satanic Temple is that the term Satan comes from Hebrew, and it means one who opposes. So it really makes sense as to why they, you know, that the Satanic Temple, they're in opposition to the church. And when they say hail Satan, what they're really kind of meaning is hail to those who stand up in opposition. So in any case, good That's article. That's a fucking I stretch. <laughs> it's a bit of a stretch, but because but they don't worship Satan. They don't even believe in Satan. They just like the idea of, you know, Lucifer standing up against God. But aren't there actual people who worship Satan somewhere out there? Oh, yeah. Or just saying that they do because they're just trying to be asshole i don't edgy. know well <laughs> they're dark and that's, edgy that's a gray line right there I, anyway take a take a look at the article i thought it was pretty good as a follow-up on uh ken ham made it into the news again because he's he's trying to warn kids of all ages that libraries are becoming dangerous He uh, sent out a tweet that said public libraries are becoming dangerous places for kids. And sadly, the majority of kids from church homes have already had their hearts and minds captured by the enemy through public schools, TV, etc. Wow. And he posted with this a picture of some books who have girls on the front. Princess, Princess Ever After, Star Crossed. They're obviously, well... Because they're in his tweet. They're obviously about uh, lesbianism, being gay, and uh, yeah, this is who, who he deems as the enemy. The scientist telling kids to stay out of the library. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he also wants them to stay out of the library because they will encounter books that knowledge. completely countermand what he's teaching them. Well, but he's, re- is the is he, he's really a scientist, though, right? No, like, no, no. Oh, he's well, not? No. Ken Ham? Yeah, I thought he, well, whether he's actually a scientist, he thinks that he is an educator and knowledgeable in history. I don't don't think he's an actual scientist. He does not have an actual fucking degree from somewhere. Degree? Maybe divinity, maybe. I can't imagine. I just assumed if Bill Nye was going to debate a guy, he'd actually be like a real (laughs) scientist. (laughs) I don't think so. He certainly doesn't follow scientific uh, 
understanding of hardly anything. He thinks he's a smart guy. If you want to call creation science, science, maybe. Well, Jeff's saying he does have an actual degree. Well, a bachelor's of applied science. What the heck is applied science? Practical science? Environmental mm-hmm. biology. Political, Political science. Biology. <laughs> Diploma in education for the University of Queensland. A degree doesn't make you a scientist. If you can't accept right. scientific peer review, then you're not a scientist. In any case, he says mm-hmm. don't go to the library, so take that for what it's worth. A follow-up on uh, the Supreme Court, and I, this was a, is a quote from the Morning Heresy. It says, now the, that the Supreme Court has broken church-state separation with the Bladensburg Cross ruling, it wants a good, clean crack at another cross case. The court has vacated the lower court's rulings on the Pensacola Bayview parked, Park Cross. So this was something that we had talked about previously, and... Th- it was ruled on correctly. Well, the Supreme Court has now vacated that ruling and wants arguments to start all over again. Ugh. They what? also want to hear a case in which Montana public scholarship money goes to religious schools, which the state su- Supreme Court already found to be unconstitutional. Uh, well, did the state against the, the, the state constitution or the federal constitution? The state constitution. Did the, does the federal Supreme Court get a say in that? Uh, they think that they should, apparently. And by they, I'm sure it's, you know, five of them. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, the Bladensburg Cross was just the first step. It's uh, it's going to be continuing as long as the majority is the way it is. Sorry. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Trump. Uh, in Trump updates. So... He made he had some interviews and uh, talked to people about uh, some statements that he had made uh, during his overseas his trip overseas. It's it's really amazing. There's so I'm going to post an article in the Washington Post that just displays how ignorant he is of the terms that are being used. And the one that it actually came up originally, I think in the uh, in during the debate, he was talked to, asked about busing. And not maybe not everybody understands the implication, what all surrounds that idea, but Trump certainly doesn't understand. <laughs> so when he was, when they brought up busing, his actual uh, response was, as far as that, I will tell you in about four weeks, because we're coming out with a certain policy that's going to be very interesting and very surprising, I think, to a lot of people. And then immediately went on to the next question, asking another person for a question. Wait, what was the question they asked him? They asked him about federally mandated busing. They talked about Biden uh, opposing it. Harris said that it was an important part of desegregation. Where do you stand on it? And he said, we'll have a policy coming out in about four weeks. (laughs) I guess it was either say that or show a blank piece of paper and be like, I got it right here. Yeah. No, sorry. Well, there's, there's no way he could say, I don't understand what busing is. I mean, you know, next question. He had no option but to just go, look to the future. Does it have anything to do with Frederick Douglass? Because <laughs> I hear he's popular these days. <laughs> I should invite him to the White House. <laughs> so, so it was brought up again by another reporter, and uh, they said that I wanted to follow up on the question about busing. Do you see a viable way of integrating, integrating schools? Does that relate to the policy that you are... And then he cuts her off and says, well, that's something they've done for a long period of time. You know, there aren't that many ways you get people to school. 
So this is something that's been done. In some cases, it's done with a hammer instead of a velvet glove. And, you know, that's part of it. <laughs> so obvious he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking no, about. No, he has no idea. He has wow. not a clue what he's talking about. He can barely piece the sentence together. <laughs> that is, is truly it amazing. Is it busting how we get all the kids to school? I don't understand. <laughs> well, that's, that's what he says. But it is certainly a primary method of getting people to schools. Yep. <laughs> I would have loved it if you would have been like, look, we left black people sit in the front now. What is the fucking problem? (laughs) (laughs) This reminds me, I don't know if anybody saw this video. Have you seen this video that the uh, French government released? Yes. Oh, God, is it great. uh, Remind me. It's It's Ivanka. It's a a couple of world leaders talking and kind of in the the back room. And Ivanka is trying to um, ingratiate herself into the conversation. And the words that come out of her mouth are just vapid nonsense, and they kind of side-eye her and keep talking. It's pretty fantastic. Yeah, it's Mac- <laughs> it's Macron. Shit. Who's the one from- May. Uh, yeah. Uh, Theresa May and somebody else. And uh, She's from the European Union. I forget what position she's Yeah, she's, she's like the head of something in there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, watch that clip if you get a chance. And, and they're all talking, and then she starts spouting out Trump fucking nonsense, just like her father- and they just straight up Macron's like I'm not even fucking looking in your direction. And then that woman from the 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 European Union kind of gives her a side eye. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. It, yeah, it's 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 pretty impressive and and, and highly enjoyable. <laughs> and again, it, you know, it was brought up when I watched this. It was like, could you imagine if another president just brought one of their kids along to this thing and just let them mill around with world leaders like this? <laughs> right. Well, it's fucking that, unbelievable. It's not- it's not just you know let them wander around mill around. It, this is this is his aide, one of his primary aides, and she's obviously just a piece of fluff. It's amazing. It's very. I mean, but it completely goes with him because it sounds yeah. very similar to what uh, Jared Kushner did over in the Middle East. Well, yeah. that he was showed amazing up there too. With a plan for peace in the Middle East, and his plan was apparently to stand in front of a whole lot of people <laughs> who are listening to him like. Like he's, I don't know, the the family teenager trying to teach them about, you know, ethics or history or something. And he gets up there and is like, you know, it'd be really nice if we had less terrorism. I think that's the key to peace. Is <laughs> People not would fighting stop doing other. terrorism. <laughs> doing terrorism, yeah. Doing terrorism, yeah. And again, <sighs> I, I, I look at this, and I know this is kind of off the topic of the question with Trump, but how are there – okay. <laughs> is Jared Kushner drawing a salary or anything from us? Are we paying him? I don't, I don't know that he has an official position. Okay. Yeah. So he doesn't have. An, so what is he doing? Why is he talking to people? Why is he in the White House and why is he getting clearance for shit? He must have some position. He's an aide to the president, an unpaid aide. So according to Art, the greatest country in the world, if I become president, I could drag any shitbag off the street and say, "This is my aide. Give him clearance." Yes. It appears that that is now the way things are, yes. But... Apparently they were always that way. <laughs> yes, it's always been that way. And remember that, um, not to, you know, cast shade on the Clintons, but Mrs. Clinton had a role in her husband's presidency. She was supposed to do health care. So it's not unprecedented. So yeah, you have to but you remember the fit that they fucking threw? Yeah, I do. And you know, His wife? A family yeah. member? And yeah. now his whole fucking family is running around getting doing shit. Right. Well, but I think if it's wrong, it's wrong. 
And if you're if you're not elected or appointed and approved by the Senate, you shouldn't be doing that shit. Well, that's think, a, that's the key. Like yeah. uh, Bobby Kennedy was involved with when Attorney General when JFK was in. Yep. Like, and there were different times where he would call brothers in and and talk to them. However, those brothers went through security clearance. They went through <laughs> the process for any position they held. They were picked by the president because the president can pick people for the different places, but they then went through all the process that anyone else would have. Right. These people have all sorts of problems where Jared, they've, they said that Jared should not have a security clearance and it's been granted to him anywhere anyway. applicable anyway because Trump just overrides it. And he's the president, so he can. Right. That is the thing that's new. Well, and even after Bobby Kennedy was attorney general for uh, JFK, they actually wrote a law which uh, for um, nepotism, an anti-nepotism law, which is the reason why he couldn't hire his kids. He couldn't hire them and pay them, but he can have them as aides. Mm. That gets around the law. Well, I mean, listen, I was not w- – w- once I was rational enough to think about what was going on with that Kennedy thing, I was like, that's a little fucked up. But <laughs> to have your brother be the attorney general – well, your president. He, actually, he was actually qualified, though. I'm not saying he didn't have the skills to do it. It's still fucked up, though, because they were related. But right. you're right. He had the skills. I can't figure out what Jared Kushner's skills are or what he's done in his past to warrant to have any of these positions other than the fact that he's his son-in-law. And I can't believe nobody says to him, what, how is Jared qualified to do it? What has he done in the past? What has Ivanka done? Well, I think the answer would be, well, you need to wait and see what his, his great peace plan is for the Middle East. He's going to bring peace to the Middle East. Now, well, now we've seen it. And it is, can, can you stop shooting at each other, please? That's the uh, extent of the plan. I just feel like Jared Kushner has done exactly what I've done, only he has more money. <laughs> so am that, I qualified? Also, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, fuck you, but Ian. The, <laughs> but to answer your other question, I feel like people have... And that is part of the reason why the turnover rate is so high. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, I feel like this is mixed in with the, you know, other crimes and disappointments of this administration. I feel like Rex Tillerson was like, hey, why do you always let Jared Kushner? I'll get someone else. You're fired, Rex. <laughs> yeah. I thought uh, Bannon specifically had issues with Jared. Well, yeah. Yeah. He, Look, he, he was shown the door just as fast. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, if he's forming sentences together like Ivanka and her father, anybody who has to li- – like, is he actually in charge of fucking people? No, that- I don't think so. No, he's in charge – no, it's worse. It's way worse than that. He's in charge of getting peace in the Middle East. That is his thing. It depends on how you – where the comma is in that sentence. Is he in charge of fucking people? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that is his job title. Yeah, fucking over the Palestinians, yeah. All of the, the things that he's enacted or got his uh, daddy-in-law to enact have been pro-Israel and anti-Palestine. So, yeah, it's not so going So he's well writing, there. like, bills and, and or making policy and then, like, handing it to Rex to – hey, Rex, make this happen. Well, not Rex yes. anymore, but yes. Right, right, but, you know – Right. Like that's and people are like, this makes no fucking sense. You fucking yeah, moron. Right. But the president says do it. So they have no option I, yeah. or they quit, which many of them do. Yep. A, I can't believe we're gonna have to go through another four years of this shit. <laughs> four years. The reason that um, Ivanka is um, up talking to those world leaders is because she's going to be the next president after Trump. Ah. Well, that's what I was going to ask you guys last week before the show. And what are the odds that assuming that Trump gets in, which I'm almost 90 percent sure will happen, especially mm-hmm. after watching these debates, that 
at the end of his term, one of his kids makes a bid to run. Oh, absolutely. Oh, 100%. 100%? Wow. Okay. 100%. He's already lining them up. Do I think well, they'll win? Or do I think they'll make a bid to win? Just a bid. A bid. To- a bid, a bid oh, not, 100%. Not- yeah. yeah, a bid for the GOP nomination? Yeah, yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I can totally see that. The only thing that makes me feel comfortable about that is that at least at that point, they'll be more qualified than their father was. <laughs> <laughs> they actually had eight years in, in, in the White House. Yeah. That is true. <laughs> woefully unqualified and woefully un- unintelligent. <laughs> I can't stand this shit in this country where people are just like, you're rich, therefore you must be smart. Mm-hmm. You must be able to handle anything because you have a lot of money. Meanwhile, they would all be richer if Trump had just taken the money that daddy gave him and stuck it in a good savings account. They would have more money today. Oh, you're crazy. He made them billions of dollars since he's been president. Well, Uh, all right. Since he's been president, that's different. (laughs) Yeah. If you look look at the ends now, shit, it was fucking genius what he did. Yeah. Yeah. For becoming president? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. He's made money hand over fist at the moment. Yes. So before we uh, before we move on to the debate, I did want to uh, talk about, or at least mention, the 4th of July celebration that Ugh. Trump has planned. So there's an article in the Washington Post, if you, uh, if you want to take a look at. It's uh, pretty interesting. I'll put it on the website again. It's a comparison. In 1970, Nixon tried to have a celebration of the 4th. Uh, it was a televised extravaganza on the Lincoln Memorial. And, uh, yeah, it ended up with riots, with people protesting, tear gas being deployed. Oh, it was still um, protests against Vietnam at the, at the time. Right. It was the Vietnam protests on the, on the Lincoln Memorial. Wow. It was, a, it was a big deal. He had Billy Graham, evangelist Billy Graham, and Bob Hope there at the time but uh it didn't stop the protests from happening and that was that was nixon like that was during a time where the country was divided a bit but come on we're nothing like it is now are they expecting (laughs) protests uh this time oh yeah i haven't actually heard in the news or you know on cnn they're gonna fly that wimp that's it what they're going to fly that baby Trump blimp. That's about it. <laughs> and he'll you order think the tanks to shoot it down. <laughs> Was it John Oliver that had the, the tanks, no tanks thing? Yeah, no, there's 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 no movement here. That's how that's how I, I am confident that Jared is correct about the next four years. Just nothing but fat, lazy apathy. I mean, you look at somewhere like Hong Kong, and they mm. try to do one shady thing there, and they're like, burn it to the ground! Here, there's a hundred thousand shady things in our own. Everybody's like, meh, let's go to McDonald's. I'm good. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see if there's well, any protests, listen, if they get he, any news. No, he's right. They asked, listen, this guy is, not only is Ivanka Trump sitting there sidling up with world leaders, her father last week was just accused of fucking rape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he, he, she's sidling up with Theresa May and Macron. Then... They asked hmm. Nancy Pelosi about this rape thing. Is he, are you going to do anything? And she's like, no, I, I don't know anything about that story. Moving on. Hmm. Well, somebody early on, I don't know if it was Jared, said that something about how we, the country was divided back in 1970 and how it's more divided now. I, I, I'm going to um, challenge you on that because I think it was a bitterly divided country at the time because of Vietnam. I think a lot of people were highly up in arms about it because it impacted them directly. They're brothers and sisters and sons 
not sisters, I guess, their brothers and sons were being drafted to go to Vietnam. People had a personal stake in it. So people were very riled up about it. So I think that's why there were all of the um, protests at the time. People are not generally directly impacted by Trump in the same way, I don't think, which is why people don't get riled up. At least not yet they're not directly impacted. For the record, your husband said that, not me. <laughs> oh, sorry. Right. Okay. So I, I think there is a, a huge amount of division in this country, but I don't think there is the same amount of personal involvement in it. So people don't go and protest. Oh, I can definitely buy that. I yeah. uh, I expect there to be protests, but mm. not to not to the same level. It's tough because you come out in a protest. It's like, well, what are you protesting? The Fourth of July? Yeah, is sure. what they're going to say. You know, oh, you fucking hate America. It's just an opportunity to get into Trump's face and tell him that you don't approve of him. Yeah, but was it on John Oliver that I saw, or, or was it not? Like, there's so many things I watched during the week where he was talking about there's going to be tanks. Mm. But they have to be careful with the tanks. And then uh, Washington, D.C. was like, there's not going to be tanks. We're not letting tanks run on our roads. The tanks were already there. They're on so, a rail car off to the side. Oh, okay. So they're not going to be moving around on the road. <laughs> they got to get them to wherever they're going to put them. I mean, Trump wants, Trump wants all of the leaders of all the military branches lined up on either side of him. He says they're very excited to be there. And he wants tanks there in that same picture. He wants a big picture, a photograph with him, with all the military leaders and the tanks. That's what he wants out of this, because he wants to be like Macron in Paris. Or does he want to be like Kim Jong-un in Korea? Maybe a little <laughs> like that, too. Yeah. Is there any estimate for how many people are showing up to this dumb thing? No. There's a VIP section up front where you are not allowed to go. Mm. Invite only. Oh, right. The new Sherman tanks. I saw that. Yeah. Like, um, wait, Sherman tanks? <laughs> he wants sharks with lasers on their head. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking lasers. <laughs> All right. If uh, if you do, if nobody has any other points, I'm going to move on to the debates. Right. Uh, so the first thing that I thought I would mention was uh, Buttigieg because he specifically talked about religion. Not very many people said anything about religion during the debates. But there and, weren't many questions about religion, though. No, there yeah. there were not. Yeah. Um, and to be clear, I did not watch all the debates, mm. but um, I, I just pieces, highlights, if you will. But Buttigieg did say that uh, the the our party doesn't talk that much about religion for a very good reason because we're committed to the separation of church and state. Uh, he also said that for a party that associates itself with Christianity, talking about the GOP. To say that it's okay to su suggest that God will smile in division of families at the hands of federal agents, that he would condone putting children in cages, has lost all claim over the use of religious language again. So I did completely agree with his statement. Mm -hmm. I, I thought it was really good. It received zero inspiration or you know follow-up. It it was just like, oh, Buttigieg is talking about religion again. The gay guy is talking about religion more than anybody else. That's weird. Oh, I and that's read like it completely different. <laughs> really? What? Because it, because listen, despite what people were, I watched all both both uh, debates fully through. Okay. While Pete delivered that line, he delivered it in this kind of like flat kind of like I wrote this earlier and memorized it type thing. And uh, it just had no, no, insp I don't know. There was no inspiration behind it. It just felt mm. like, like, yes, he's right. Whoever wrote that was definitely right. But I don't know. Maybe if Bernie had said it. <laughs> well, it's kind of a, it's just a statement of fact. 
there's, there's no controversy. Nobody else is going to disagree with him. So you know, th- this is our position. Honestly, the thing was, everybody was too focused on Joe Biden mm. to even attack anybody else. That night, that that was very true. Very yeah. much true. I think it's interesting, though. They, they keep trying to make – make. I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. It's not about um, – the, the, the Republicans don't use religion as a, a textbook for how to treat people. The reason that those kids are in cages, according to them, is because their parents did something wrong. It's purely the parents' responsibilities that their children are in cages. Nobody else's. That's yeah, that's the, the way thing they is justify you, it. You say that comment and what? Are certain people in that religion go, oh, my God, I've been wrong all this time? Supporting? No. Some do. <laughs> some do. I doubt it. There are some. There are some that take a look at it and go, oh, this is not acceptable. And we can't just blame the parents. It's the, the parents did not put them in the cages, despite what, you know, politician says. But the politicians are justifying it that way. Becoming a law and justice argument. They broke yes. the law so that it doesn't matter what we do to them at that point. Right. And because the children are property of the parents, um, they're just a pawn. But wait a minute. These people did not break the law. They came here illegally. No, we they didn't. These are, people who, these are also people who come here seeking asylum through proper ports. This was right. an argument that I got at work. This they wouldn't. We call we wouldn't call them illegals if they didn't do something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> they came over requesting asylum, and you used a different form, so that's not what they got. Right. Mm. <laughs> I like what Joe said. Don't allow facts to enter into this argument. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, tr- Trump again in in on the uh, border. He completely is lying about stuff again. I, he'll he'll be reaching twenty thousand lies in no time. Yeah. Uh, talking about how the separations of family didn't start. It, it wasn't him that that started it. It was Obama that was doing it. He ended it. <laughs> yeah, the law existed before, but was not used in such a cold and callous way. No, the law was there for unattended children that came over that were that was it right and the law specifically was to make sure that children did not were not detained for an extended period of time that was why the law was written the way it was it was the policy change that trump's administration did i would imagine miller but it was it was trump's executive policy change that caused the separations of of families and then he came back and undid it and then is redoing he you know quote unquote undid it he didn't undo much of anything he he changed the policy to to curry favor a little bit and then it continued it doing it. he never stopped as far as i could tell yeah was obama making detainees drink out of the fucking toilet as well mm. yeah well, I mean, the whole and again, the, the whole re, the the whole point of putting the kids in the cages was to deter the parents from bringing them across the border. That is what the stated purpose of it was. Well, not stated in writing, but stated by you know verbally by yes. a couple of them. Yeah, it wasn't to protect them. It wasn't to keep them safe. It wasn't to do anything else except to deter their parents from bringing them over. It was punishment, pure and simple. Were we talking about the debates? What <laughs> we were talking oh, about yeah, the sorry. debate. We, we got were. we got off on that. And yeah, on the debate on the second night, uh, we talked about Biden a little bit and everybody. It was it was kind of all about Biden. And Kamala Harris really made it about Biden. Of course, Swallow did a little bit as well with his, you know, pass the torch comments. Oh, my God. That's mm. all he fucking said. Oh, I only I only saw the one clip oh, that showed it. He, yeah, see, yeah. You got to watch these whole things, man. He kept bringing that torch <laughs> shit up the whole time. Oh, he, so the comment was that he was like six 
and there was a senator who came in and said that he was going to pass the torch to the younger group, and that senator was was Joe Biden, and Joe Biden's still there. Like, he was six at the time. He's now competing against him for the presidency, and Biden's still... And it, it was, I, I don't know, it seemed to me like a year too old, get out of here, kind of... Well, it was Biden. I mean, it, a lot of. I mean, he he brought up Biden in that one part, but he really because he kept bringing up that thing was really throwing shade at Bernie and him. Like, listen, mm. you old fucks, get out of here! And everyone was like, "Who the fuck are you? <laughs> Shut up!" <laughs> I think he thought that once he was on CNN, everyone in the world knew who he was, and uh, he, he's well, not listen, that excited. That's the thing. A lot of these one percenters, you know, in there are getting cut for the next debate. So sure. they had to make their stand there. Right. I mean, th- their goal at that point was to get a little bit of name recognition, get their name in a couple of headlines, so that they, whatever they run for next, people will know who they are. Or make it to the next debate by get you know by drumming up like it, yeah, for instance that Julian, Julian Castro, mm. who I didn't really know that much about. They're like, oh yeah, he he got a push in the numbers and he's going to be making it, and I was just like, oh all right, I guess so. Kamala and Harris then, certainly caught a spot. So I think the person who did the best out of all of the either both debate the debates was Harris because uh, of her attack on on Biden. <laughs> I think she was able to put put some hits on Biden, and she got a lot. She's getting all the news coverage now. So I'm not denying that she she is the big winner by everybody's standards. I'm not so impressed with her, and and you know. Like, I saw it. I saw what she said. I was like, and again, I, I know you're waiting for the right moment to fucking pounce on him with this with this tale that was crafted. I'm sure it's true. And then I watched a, uh, a quick review on the debate. And this guy I was watching brought up a very good point. One, nobody brought up Harris's record that night mm. at all and fought her. And poor Joe was the only one who Joe and I think maybe Beto O'Rourke in the first one had to defend a couple things. But that was it. Nobody brought up her thing. And they let her go for two minutes. Yeah, on that thing, nobody interrupted her. Well, she is. I mean, she's a she's a prosecutor. She was a prosecutor. She she's got the you know the gift of of catching people's attention. That's what her job was. She's aggressive. She's articulate. She's I, I'm not denying any of that. Commanding presence. So, but did she get to break the rules because of that? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, uh, at least a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everybody else who was talking, Senator, 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 your time is up. Senator, your time is up. You know, like. So I don't know. It, it looked very good for her. She got a gigantic push in the poll. It made Joe look like shit, um, even though I don't fully understand this busing thing. But it put him on the defensive, and he didn't handle it well. But nobody attacked her, which, you know, there, it's like... There's, it's, yeah, there's stuff to go after there, so... You know, the whole, hey, people, don't fight. Don't, let's not have a food fight when you put food on people's <laughs> tables. That's all, like, you know, they're just waiting to get that shit in there. Yeah. Like, the only people who came off genuine to me for the whole two nights, was Elizabeth Warren, mm. who, I don't know if she benefited or didn't benefit by being on the other stage. Like, I feel like she would have got drowned out on night two, but was able to shine on night one. And Bernie, t- towards the end, like, Bernie's closing statement almost had me out of my fucking seat. Mm. Um, I don't know if you guys saw it. I did not. No. Oh. You know, everybody had their, I, you know, I, I'm from Ohio, and I, I, my father was a coal miner, blah, blah, blah. And Bernie's like, Closing statement, he's like, everybody's got a lot of good ideas up here. There's no denying that. But guess what? Nothing's going to change, right? And you're going to wonder why. And he goes, it's not going to change unless you take on the energy industry. You're not, and, Or, you know, he listed off all these things that he was going to do. And, you know, and he's like, what's the first thing you're going to do when you get into the office? And Bernie's like, a revolution. 
And everybody else is like, climate change, uh, <laughs> Russia. And he's like, revolution. <laughs> so Kamala's good. Listen, having said, you know, when I say all this, I will vote for any one of them when they <laughs> when they go against Absolutely. Trump. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Well, maybe, not, I, the, maybe not the crazy crystal lady. Because I can't know. <laughs> Marianne Williamson. Wow. Again, we we went over this previously. <laughs> if it's a choice between her or Trump, I can do. I can vote for her. Okay. She can't be any worse. No. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Where did she come from? <laughs> Somehow she convinced them that selling books equals political contributions. Well, no, she got. She met the requirements, whatever they were. One percent yeah. and fucking. Uh, a certain amount of money donated or something. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like she is off like the said, she came from wall. Oprah. Yeah. <laughs> she can talk, though. I'll tell you that. Like, you know, like when she talks, I was like, I'm listening to you. Mm. I don't agree with anything that you're saying, but you've captured my attention. Well, okay, she can talk, sure, but she can double talk. Her the her one big thing was, well, look, I know that a lot of people have been bringing up a lot of ideas and a lot of details, but you know how Trump won? It wasn't by having policies. It was by saying, make America great again, over and over and over again. His simple attitude of, we're going to make things better, was what won, not in-depth policies. So what we really need to do is dig down deep and, and figure out what we're going to do to... to get Trump out of office. And it's like, didn't you just say you weren't wanting big details mm. in your, you know, in your speech to defeat Trump, but then now you're saying we need to dig down deep and get into the details. Like it didn't make any sense what she was saying. Oh, it made perfect sense to me. She's like, I have no policy details. <laughs> <laughs> she did pretty much say that all these people have really good policy details, but that's not how we're going to win. So I'm, it's not what I'm doing. I'm like, what, wait, what? Where is her accent, too? I can't. Uh, I was I listening know. to Pod Save America, and they were trying to figure it out. And I was like, I can't pin it down. We're like, where she's from. Grinch just posted, she tweeted, if you want a simple explanation for what's happening in America, watch Avatar again. Ugh. What? What? I, I don't know. That's an obvious misdirect. <laughs> yeah, maybe 600 years ago when we landed here. <laughs> My only wow. hope is that we can drop off some of these people. There's 23 mm. currently. There were three oh. that, that didn't even make it to either stage. And although I'd hate to, to see the, the guy from Montana named Bullock leave completely uh, <laughs> because just because Bullock. Of Seth Bullock and uh, mm -hmm. on Deadwood but uh, come on you didn't even make the top 20 mm -hmm. oh there's listen there's a lot of them you can kiss goodbye for the de Blasio Inslee Tim Ryan no. de Blasio believe it or not getting a lot of love what I don't New Yorkers hate him for unknown reasons yeah I don't know why they hate him but <laughs> no they don't know why they hate him <laughs> A lot of people are like, he came off somewhat genuine, and he's like kind of like a smooth talker. Like, I'll tell you right now, you can kiss Andrew Yang goodbye. Yes. Sorry, man. You got to talk <laughs> twice. That sucks. Any one of these other white dudes from wherever that My I've never seen, Swalwell, Hickenlooper, Hickenlooper, go fuck yourself with your socialism comment. <laughs> They're all dead. Yeah. Michael Bennett? Which one was he? <laughs> the other bland white guy? Was, was he Hickenlooper or was he Swalwell? <laughs> <laughs> Beto, he is on thin ice. Yeah. Mm. What I a fucking he... awful job he did. Yeah. Delaney, we can get rid of him. Yeah, go on. Klobuchar, probably, she'll probably make the next debate, but she ain't going anywhere. Yeah, she, like like you said with O'Rourke, she's on thin ice. Yeah. 
Oh God! Did you see? Did you see Beto speak in Spanish? It was stilted. Not only was it stilted, he they asked him a question which he dodged in two languages. Yeah. <laughs> and opened with Spanish and then dodged it in English. And the look on Corey Brooker's face was like, "Homie, homeboy, what are you doing?" <laughs> Just, <laughs> what is, yeah, that's the, the look in his picture. face. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, that first night was way tamer. But what a lot of like uh, Tulsi Gabbard's another kind of standout one too. Mm. She's a smart cookie. Yeah, and she put that one guy in his place. Holy shit! Over the nine eleven thing. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like Tulsi, but Tulsi apparently Tulsi's very good friends with uh, Ashad. Or something. She's got some kind of connection with Ashad. Like she went to dinner with him, or, or was his guest somewhere. With who? The guy, the, the president of Syria, or the, the oh. what's his name? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Assad. Assad. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, let's listen. It's very early in the in the the you know it's you know we're a year away from even the DNC the the uh, DNC or anything like that, but. Yeah. And a lot of these things will probably get shaken loose. Like, again, I'm sure Biden's team is like, dig me shit up on Kamala Harris right now. Mm. <laughs> like, I want her record backwards and forward. But winners, Warren, Harris, let's say Tulsi Gabbard, Bernie stayed the same. Mm. Biden lost a little bit. Elizabeth Warren probably got a little bump. People are saying Pete did, but he did nothing for me. He was kind of neutral. Yeah. Yeah, I don't the think he won, won or lost. He was a solid uh, Mayor Pete. <laughs> I don't think he gained or lost much. I think yeah, Bernie. I think yeah, Grinch said. I think Bernie lost. I think he needs new shtick. He keeps saying the same thing over and over again. We get it. One percent. Yeah. Well, he's been saying the same thing for forty years. So exactly. But and he, he's, well, he, he's he slowly getting there. Is the thing he's slowly making progress. Sure, but he need, he but, needs to use different sentences. You can say but that's he, the other thing too. They didn't ask Bernie, uh, uh, to my knowledge, about foreign policy. Hmm. You know, or what, you know, they just said, how are you going to pay for Medicare for all? Will your taxes go up? He's got it. If they're going to ask him the questions about that shit, you know, he can't go, well, let me pivot to fucking Syria while I, while I have you here. <laughs> um, but again, all of them did. I mean, even Elizabeth Warren dodged an answer or dodged a question. They asked her about, uh, oh, God, it was something about guns. And she just was like, I'll go anywhere but there. Mm. And Bernie seemed to dodge the, the tax thing at first. I don't know if you saw that. They yeah, asked if the taxes were – yes, you guys got to watch these things, man. Yeah. I, to get the real – they asked him, they said, will taxes go up with a Medicare for all? And he went on a, a full minute and didn't answer the question. Mm. And then they're like, Senator Sanders, we're going to give you 20 seconds to actually answer that question. <laughs> and then he went on 15 seconds and then he goes, yes, your taxes will go up. <laughs> but it's a simple answer. Yes, it, it, your taxes have to go up, but you won't be paying medical insurance. Right. Your paycheck will stay the same. Your taxes will go up, but your private insurance won't be necessary Yes, there, there was a better way to answer it, but he, yeah. he went he went over the benefits and then said your taxes were going up instead of going, yes, your taxes will go up, but I'm going to tell you why you're going to save money. Sure. I mean, the you answer, the, the short, short answer is your paycheck will might will probably go down. I mean, your, pay, your paycheck will probably stay the same or go up, and here's why. Do it that way. Lead in with the, here's how it will affect your bottom line. Sure. So uh, just summarize what uh, what's being said in Discord here. I think I think what Jeff said is true that everybody is saying is talking about stuff that are Bernie's policies. Yes, very true. The the different you know whether they're talking about single payer Medicare for all like however they're talking about it, 
they're talking about it because he has been pushing it for so long that that is now what is that that's the, the point that's the what they're all talking about but like like it was said it was lost on him it, it was lost in him not directly answering the question so because yeah. he didn't answer the questions directly he didn't get any of the credit for any of it which well that particular question he did eventually answer at the end and said yes your taxes will sure. go up I mean, he didn't dodge as many as like you know. But anybody that sounds else. like that sounds like a concession. That sounds like a well, yeah, yeah. Your taxes will go up, but it you know without any counter to it or information behind it, it just sounds like a negative. Because well, people the thing have, is, is he he gave you dessert and then gave you the vegetables, right. Right. which he should have did it the other way around. Yeah, right. And also, I don't know if you there was a part in it where they asked uh, Raise your uh, show of hands, will you eliminate private insurance if you're president? Of course, Bernie raised his hand. And then Kamala Harris raised her hand, and then Joe Biden kind of, like, raised his hand to ask a question, and nobody's really sure whether he was raising his hand or not. <laughs> and then, to me, it looked like he was like, wait, I got, like, a half answer to this? Uh, and then Kamala Harris walked back her answer because she said she misunderstood the question. So right, the, it, it made it – the question sounded to her like, you know, would you give up your private insurance? And here's the thing I don't understand about the, the will you eliminate private insurance. If we have Medicare for all. Mm. Won't private insurance just go away on its own? No, why, do, why do we need to kill it? Like, I think they're looking at the Canadian system. The Canadian system is there is everybody has um, you know federally mandated insurance, but you, there's also private insurance. If you want, you know, um, right, kind of the, the bonus insurance, you can get that. So what is the so why why kill private insurance? Well, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, what is the it, you don't point need of to. That? There are there are plenty of countries that have that you know private public mix, and it works just fine. If and face it, it is somewhat of a jobs question. There are hundreds of thousands of people, if not millions of people, that work in the healthcare industry just pushing papers around. Well, fuck them. Get another oh. job then. This is ridiculous. But you can go with the middle ground. You can go with the middle ground of a public-private option, so that there, you know, you have Medicare for all, which is kind of your baseline catastrophic insurance, and then private insurance on top of it. So you can still do all the, those people. All still have jobs. They're just slightly different jobs. Yeah, I mean, but again, I don't, I, I don't get like, what does Bernie mean by like, I will end private insurance? Like, he's going to make it illegal? Yeah, I don't know why you say that. It's Let not it die necessary. on the vine. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Let it buy, die by attrition. All right. Uh, I wanted to hit a few other stories. Does anybody have anything else on the debates they wanted to get out? I have a thousand things, but uh, <laughs> that's not what this show's about. <laughs> But we're already going a little long. Yeah. So I wanted to mention this real quick because it annoyed me. And uh, you can guess as to why I'm annoyed by this story. But Colin Kaepernick made it back into the news because Nike was going to put out a shoe with a quote-unquote Betsy Ross flag. So it's the the American flag that had the 13 stars in a circle. They were going right. to put out a shoe that had the, the 13 colony flag on the back, on the heels of the shoe. And supposedly, Kaepernick, uh, according to a report that was out on Monday, Kaepernick contacted them and said that he was uh, offended by this and that he was going to make it his, his next deal, apparently. And uh, it's that statement was also backed up by, uh, there was somebody else who came out about, uh, um, Spike Lee made a mention about uh, the Betsy Ross flag. I don't know if Kaepernick referenced that. But the idea is that when the 13 colonies and the flag was made, slavery was rampant and that uh, it should not be uh, – Nike should not be promoting that, that time period. Now, Well, there's more to it than that. That version of the is. flag has yeah, reportedly been adopted by some white nationalists and other groups that object 
to America's growing racial diversity. Right. So the mm. white nationalists who ha have decided that this is going to be one of their symbols, mm. and they're using this to represent, you know, the time that we're trying to make America better than they want to go back to this time period when slavery was okay. So I have a little bit of a problem in that that's that's a United States flag. It was a flag of the 13 colonies that has a lot of nationalism. Like if you want to be a pride in your country, you can use that as a symbol. But now white nationalists have decided, nope, I'm taking it. And apparently we're letting them. Mm. We're, we're saying that, yeah, that's that's what that stands for now. Uh, because they started using it. So you can't make the OK symbol because that's a, you know, WP stands for white power. You can't uh, you can't use the old American flag anywhere because that now stands for white power. I, there's so many different things that they've adopted. Uh, Nordic symbols. You can't use anything Nordic anymore because it all has, has white power associated with it. It's uh, I, We need to be able to draw a line and stop them from claiming anything else. Hmm. And I don't know how to do that. That's why yeah. I'm annoyed. <laughs> oh, can't you just ignore them and let them go away? Stop Stop saying that they've claimed it. They don't get to claim it. Mm. But, but apparently we can't. According to Kaepernick, they claimed it. Therefore, we can't use it on shoes. We can't use it as a symbol of patriotism because well, it's Nike invested a lot of money into him. So they are obligated financially to listen to him. But he is mistaken. Okay. He, he is wrong about this one. <laughs> If I had not heard this story, I would have never known that the flag was co-opted by white nationalists. Right. right. And I well, just would have been like, cool, there's little flags on the back of the Nikes, you know, the whatever. They, they also use the, the full current American flags. They didn't, they can't, they can't co-opt that one, but they can co-opt an older version of the flag of the American flag. I don't actually understand the difference. It's, it's an evolutionary flag. Well, look, it's, it's changed it, as the, as the country the, has changed. Here's the thing, because when I first saw the story... The, one of the, one guy was like some African American studies guy was like, well, this represented a time when there were slaves, and it makes me think of slaves because the colonies. Therefore, I don't like it. And I go, that is a dumbass reason to not like it, you know. Well, the current but then, flag. But then when I found out that he's like, well, it's also being co opted by white nationalists, I was like, ah, shit. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the current American flag, though, when was when were uh, Alaska and Hawaii incorporated into the United States? It was the 1950s. So this is the last one. So that that flag is representative of the 1950s America, which is the the time that they all want to go back to. So can we not use that one now? No, I see. I would, I would I, I'd say, say no. that that was dumb. Yeah, it's dumb. <laughs> 1959. But, there you go. But but here's the thing. And again, I wouldn't know about this unless they told me. So it wouldn't mm. have. I, you know, I wouldn't have been like, oh my god, is Nike racist? They hire Colin Kaepernick, but put this flag on. What's going on? This is crazy. But now I know. Is I don't know how true it is. I've never seen that flag used in a bad way, no. or for anything for that matter. But again, why not take it back and just go? Listen, this is have Colin Kaepernick stand with that flag and be like, no, this is what it stands for. It doesn't stand for my that. country. Yeah, yeah, that's what or I would like to, that to see. Yeah, something to that effect. You know, take it back. Sure. Yeah. Don't let the white nationalists take every symbol of anything that you you like just because they can put some symbol to it that that fits their narrative. But Jared, this I have to take a second step. I've already expressed my outrage. What more do you want from me? <laughs> you want a solution? You son of a bitch. Well, let me ask you guys a question. Where did you fall on the Confederate flag General Lee controversy? <laughs> I 
Remember they, they pulled the Dukes of Hazard off of Nick at Night because of that? Really? Yes. That oh my does God. sound like something that would have happened. I yeah. am almost 100% positive that because of this incident, and this was like 2010, 2011, or maybe 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 even earlier, maybe 2012 or whatever. This is what created most Trump voters. I swear. <laughs> People who I was like, why are they making such a big deal about this goddamn show and this flag are now Trump voters. Like back then, they were Obama voters. Took Dukes of Hazard off a of fucking Nick at night, Trump voters. I don't doubt it. I, uh, because I think a lot of people are really sick of the being politically correct. Right. So here's the thing. You're looking at a show that was a farce, right? It was yeah. not a serious show in any way. And certainly not, didn't have racist overtones of any way. I'm sure there's no black people on it, but there was no black people on TV in the 80s. <laughs> you know, unless you were in a sitcom. So that wasn't the intent of it. It's purely innocent. But you take the show off because of this whole controversy. Like, where do you lie on that? Should the show never be ever mentioned? Should the movie never be ever be played? Because it's got a giant fucking Confederate flag on the car? I don't think so. But I think there's a chance that I'm wrong. <laughs> no, I am fine with the, the a TV show being on with people who live in the South having a Confederate flag on their car. That happens. Mm. It's not like this is uh, happening on the show and we're promoting it. Like, we're just, we're telling a story about people who like the Confederate flag because that's what they've grown up with. They may not even necessarily be racist themselves, even though they drive a flag with the, uh, drive a car with the, the Confederate flag on it. They just, that's what they know. They've been told that they should be proud that they're from the South and the Confederate flag represents that. They may not even have any inkling that it is racist to fly the flag or the, the, how it makes other people feel. That's, they don't even have a clue about that, some of them. Then you have other people who know exactly what the flag stands for, and they fly it on their, their truck or their car because they want people to feel that way. So, Right. I mean, if, well, you, if you want to take the opinion that, that the Duke boys are racist because they have that on the flag, fine, don't watch the show. And Nick at uh, Night, they have, the, they have the power to say, well, I don't want to promote that, and I'm going to pull the show. Right. They have every right to do that. As well. Or is it a situation where you can take it back and go, look, the Dukes are a wholesome family that do good and fight against the law, <laughs> a corrupt law. And, you know, they're using it as a symbolism for good or something like that. I mean, I'm sure I'm not black, so I can't exactly, you know, make a judgment on that. But can you also look at it in the context that the show came out in 1979 or 78 when people didn't know, is it worth taking the whole thing off? It is not. The show is not racist in any way. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I mean, I remember the show, but I don't remember, you know, kind of the storylines of the show. Oh my god! It's uh, Boss Hogs trying to grab some land or something like that. The Duke boys are going to stop him. That's it. All right. <laughs> and some car crashes. Yep, there are a lot of car chases. That was good stuff. Yeah. A lot of car. I remember uh, a lot of car jumps where the car was bent by the time they get to the other side, but they just yes. keep on driving. <laughs> They've actually made that car scarce by destroying so many of them during yeah. that show. <laughs> I would say, here's why, now, so far, I, I've agreed with most everything we've said. Here is why you don't get to take that flag back, in my opinion. We fought a war, a civil war, that went that went on, and that side lost. Mm. That is the flag of the enemy. We are still that country. You do not get to celebrate the flag of the enemy that lost the war. You get to bury that shit and move on. And not just enemy, but traitors. Mm. Yes! 
Oh, I agree with you on that. But it's but it's not it's, it is morphed into something else now. It's gone from being traitors to completely racist. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's being so, co-opted. So it does I'm not like, work had, on a lot of levels. Yeah. But how do you how do you strip it of its power? I mean, first of all, listen, again, I have to pre say this too. This is a ridiculous thing that people are arguing about. These are fucking flags. They mean nothing. <laughs> yeah, but the, the symbols have great meaning to people. They they evoke emotional responses in people. Karen, do you know how many swastikas I looked at this weekend on my own TV screen? Oh, yeah, I know. Well, all right, so that's right a, Ian? that is a good analogy. Dozens? So, that, that's a good analogy because, I mean, so, I mean, the, the swastika was not an, a Nazi invention. It was a co-opting of an old – I forget who – there was – it was – it existed before Nazism did. Yes. Correct. It's like Korean or, or something like that, no, right? No, you're, you're in the right area, but it's yeah. that's not what it is. There was yeah. a Native Hindu. American symbol that was very similar to it. There was it a Nordic Hindu. symbol that was extremely similar to it. Right. So, I mean, there should we be able to – There was a Hindu symbol that was very similar, yes. So, since it was co-opted by the Nazis, should we be able to get it back? No, I think we can just let it go. Yeah, I think at the point where you used it in a <laughs> world war, it it's a little late. Mm. So, yeah. uh, the so questions on Discord, the, why were you seeing so many swastikas? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> oh, I told you we were playing that game where you could draw stuff. Oh. <laughs> and then people had to vote on it. Huh. Don't worry, we have t-shirts being made. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, it was during a game and it was to represent yeah. something? Okay. It was to slander Jared. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> and oh, I thought in it general. was. Wait, that was those were directly meant towards me. <laughs> not not entirely. <laughs> oh, <dear. Wow>. yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, when, when you're playing a game of Drawful with someone named Racist Nick, you get ready for some flaws because <laughs> just how it goes down. Just, uh, on top of that, do you know how many times I saw the Twin Towers fall? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was. It was the game got dark fast. Okay. <laughs> By the way, Jeff, this, this it wasn't during drawful. It was during uh, the T-shirt KO or whatever it was where you make yeah. a T-shirt. Yeah, I mean, because it's something you can just draw quickly, but get your point across. It's hilarious and offensive. Mm. Having Only, said that, I drew right. the first swastika. So okay. right, you start right, <laughs> right. Only one of the group had. Uh, Never mind. <laughs> but when Let's you drew the swastika, you were referencing evil, and <laughs> when other people do anyway. Yeah. All right. Uh, before we go, I did mention climate change, and I wanted to mm. uh, to hit a few things on climate change real quick. First, uh, some kind of good news. The United States, uh, in April, generated more electricity from renewable sources than coal for the first time ever. All right. Renewable Woo-hoo. energy provided 23% of the nation's electricity. Coal generated 20% of the nation's electricity. So, good job. Hopefully it continues. Also wanted to mention a couple things that if you if you really don't think that uh, global warming isn't happening, in Guadalajara, there was a hailstorm. Now, to be clear, this is the time of year that that area can get hail. Eight, nine, ten days a year, they get hail when it's really hot. And it's because of the, I don't know, climate reasons. <laughs> it's just weather. It's what happens. But they got over a meter of hail in some places. 
And if you take a look at some of the pictures in this uh, in this article, it's really astounding that in Guadalajara they they're like walking on these three foot sheets of of hail. Now some of this was due to drifting because there was intense flooding, so the the hailstones were packed together and they they drifted like snow. But um, it's really impressive. That is so. Crazy. If you listen to our show and you're not Ray, that's three feet. Yes. <laughs> sure. Three feet of hail. Well, did you hear what happened in California? Mm-hmm. I that, do not have California. They went, uh, I think, an hour off of away from San Francisco or I don't know, wherever. But they found 100,000, if not more, mussels had cooked themselves in their shells yeah. because of oh. the heat. They're, they were wow. all dead lying on the beach and they had fried in their own shells. That sounds like it smells wonderful. Uh. <laughs> not a not not a muscle eater, but <laughs> also over in Europe, uh, specifically, I think this is in France. Although I'm not a hundred percent, there's a heat wave going across Europe that is so mm. intense that the weather map of uh, France looks like it's a screaming heat skull of death. I think I might have to use this image as the the show's image. That's what the, the image of it looks like in France. Wow, uh, the heat wave. It's a lot of heat. Um, it's upwards of, what did they say? 40 degrees centigrade, which translates into 104 degrees, which is unheard of at this time of year in France. Well, it's been hitting England, too. And the thing to realize about a lot of these places is it doesn't get that hot there. So they don't have a lot of air conditioning. Right. I mean, some people do, but a lot of people don't. So you think about 104 degrees with no AC. Yikes. Get air conditioning, dorks. <laughs> Normally, they don't need it, but yeesh. I heard this was the hottest June ever. The, for On the record. Yep. For the planet. Yep. We yep. did it. We're breaking measles records and heat records every <laughs> year. Exactly. <laughs> and they say that uh, it's 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 as hot in France now as it a heat wave that was in 2003 where 15,000 people died in France oh. due to the heat. So it's probably going to be hotter this summer. So, yeah, buy some air conditioners. Holy crap. Uh, we did not have a measles update. The last I saw, we were up to uh, 1,077, but I'm sure that's old by now. We're breaking records all over the place. <laughs> uh, also in world news, real quick, there's a Catholic bishop that's going to, splay, to spray holy water from a helicopter over his city in order to prevent or stop all crime. <laughs> Columbia Bishop Monsignor Ruben Dario Jaramillo Montoya will spray the city of Buenaventura with holy water from a helicopter. I'm sure mm, that'll work. I'm sure it'll work. It'll work. Yeah. It'll be fine after that. <laughs> Hope it works. Good luck with that. Uh, and homeopathy, Prince Charles mm. is doubling down, going all in. I don't know. Other gambling references. That uh, he is... Uh, Becoming a patron of a group that is endorsing homeopathy. He is all in on homeopathy. Um, who is this? Who would you say? It's this? Prince Charles. Oh, who fucking cares England. what this moron does? <laughs> that is correct. Thank you. <laughs> so the Faculty of Homeopathy, which supports registered medical professionals with homeopathic practice... Uh, describe the Prince of Wales as an enormous honor to be to have him as a patron. I'm sure they do. 
I thought you were going to say he's become a patron of this show. <laughs> no. That seems unlikely. <laughs> and while we're on homeopathy, the final thing, uh, there was a story on sciencebasedmedicine.org questioning how effective does cinnamon treat diabetes? The answer is, it doesn't. It's cinnamon. <laughs> the, the article doesn't exactly say that. The article says, we looked into it. There haven't been any trials that prove anything, but apparently this is a thing. The people think that once they get diabetes, they can take cinnamon pills and that it will offset their sugar levels. Wow. There's no evidence that that is true in any way. There is also no evidence that the people who have taken uh, these cinnamon pills have been reported to having uh, uh, problems with their liver. Uh, dysfunction, a uh, liver dysfunction, and a greater risk of liver failure. There's no evidence that says that that's the case. However, it seems to be leading in that direction. <laughs> if you eat more than 4.75 grams of uh, of the powder, <laughs> which, ugh, I can't even imagine. I mean, they're taking it as a pill, but that's a lot of cinnamon rolls. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in any case, taking cinnamon pills not not advised. <laughs> Not the solution. Yeah. Well, yeah. The people are always looking for the easy way out. A cinnamon pill. Just take cinnamon every day. That's much better than you know changing my diet and checking my blood and stop drinking shit. It is much simpler. It, it would be you know simpler. Sure. Sure. Too bad it's you know hokum. It's not gonna work. <laughs> all right. That's all I had for this week. Does anybody have anything else before we go? I do not. No. I'll save it for next week. <laughs> cool. <laughs> all right. All right, in that case, that's all we've got. Uh, I want to thank our patrons for coming on here, supporting us, and uh, Googling and fact-checking us as we go. If you enjoy the podcast, you can support it by sharing it on social media or leaving a review on iTunes. Hopefully a good review, but I'll take anything. <laughs> you, too, could become a patron. patron Patreon.com slash ProfaneArg. Uh, as low as a dollar a month, you can join us live. Um, or just help support the podcast financially, offset our costs, our server and bandwidth costs. Um, if you want to contact us in any other way, facebook.com slash profanearg or tweet at profanearg. I, <laughs> I will encourage you to check out other shows on the soon-to-be-named network, which I hear there aren't that many uh, current shows, but, you know, there are a few on there that are pretty nice. <laughs> uh. There are still shows devoted to... Jeweled Brothers! <laughs> still shows <laughs> devoted to comics, video games, and uh, and this show. So there you go. Uh, I want to thank everyone for listening, and until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you. Good night, and may your God go with you.